Hey everybody, Keith here. We are live in the lab. Live in the Business Athlete Performance Lab, being brought in by the Pet Shop Boys. You know, I love tunes. But I always said to Roland, I said to Roland, we gotta have tunes on the show. We gotta bring tunes, we gotta bring some atmosphere, we gotta have some fun on the show. We're gonna have some fun on the show today. We have Nicole Bernard. Who's Nicole Bernard? 48 miles in 48 hours. So nobody listening to the show could be sitting at their desk saying, ah, what am I gonna do today? What have I done in the last day? This person, 48 miles, 48 hours, and not just once. Today in the Business Athlete Performance Lab, Nicole Bernard. Before we get into that, I, I gotta say though, first couple shows here Roland's put together. We have Oliver Brown yesterday. The guy climbs Kilimanjaro like it's he's going for lunch. Um, the guy just climbs all over the world. If you're looking for an adventure, you gotta go visit Oliver Brown. Um, we talked to him yesterday in the lab, Summit Adventures. Go, go find him on LinkedIn. Oliver Brown, great guy, great conversation. Check out yesterday's show. If you're looking for ambition, you need something to do, you want to go climb a mountain, go talk to Oliver Brown. So that was yesterday. Today, though, we are going to kick on over to our guest, Nicole Bernard. Nicole, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat and connect. I got to jump right into this because I read your article. Nicole wrote a piece in Entrepreneur, and this is what brought us here today. And it said, when I finished my last run, I broke down and ugly cried. I don't cry. Ask anyone that knows me well. But there were so many emotions. One of the biggest emotions was how grateful I was to finish and that I was even able to do something like this. Sure, the exhaustion might have contributed, but the feeling in my gut was life-changing. And this is what grabbed me, Nicole. And I haven't been the same person or business owner since. I read that and I said to myself, this person is a business athlete. I got to talk to her. Nicole. Yeah, um, it, it was crazy to, to think. Um, even looking back now, I probably wouldn't have thought that would have been one of my biggest feelings after finishing that. Um, but yeah, it was just such a crazy experience, especially the first time. Um, I've done it a few times since then just to because I really like it still kind of gets you bare bones of different kind of getting into your head, especially in the middle of the night when you're running. Um, but yeah, it, it was a, it was an awesome experience. So let's be clear to anybody who maybe is not following along here. So you ran for 48 hours straight. Every, four miles every four hours. Um, so I don't, have you ever heard of David Goggins? I, um, I, he's, I read his book, love the guy. Uh, would be oh great to have him yes. on the show one day. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you oh, might that would be get amazing. Him. we can have him on the show, but yeah, I'm definitely a Goggins fan. Um, so, and again, yes. that's what kind of uh, reading your story and I'm like, yeah, we got to talk to Nicole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've read both of his books. Like uh, he's amazing. Um, so that was it. A, a friend asked me to do that. And I was kind of, again, like you saw in the article, I just rolled my eyes. Like, uh, there's no way I'm going to do that. <laughs> I just don't want to do that. Um, but then ended up just kind of felt like it was something I needed to do almost kind of like drawing like a line in the sand of like, can you really do this? And that was kind of where that started. And then, yeah, just all the, the things that I learned about myself and what I'm actually really capable of. And, you know, when we think we can't really go on, then we, there really is a lot more left. Um, so yeah, just so many different lessons that I really never thought that that would be about, you know, that the whole experience. Um, so yeah. What was one of those key lessons that you never thought would would have come out of this besides the fact that you said to your you said publicly that you're a better business person now because of this experience yeah so again just kind of um the whole you know getting up 
at midnight and four in the morning when there was a, a collective group virtually doing it. So you did kind of have some accountability if you wanted it, which was great. And you also kind of knew other people were in the suck with you, um, you know, but it would have been so easy just to turn the alarm off and go back to bed. Um, so again, just kind of like digging deeper and realizing that there is so much more that I could explore and that I'm capable of and taking that into business as well, that mindset of, you know, things might be hard right now, but how can I fix this? And, you know, you've, you've gotten yourself through hard times personally, business-wise. And so just, again, kind of taking that mindset and applying it to all areas of my life. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, you said mindset. So mindset plays a crucial role, we know, in in yeah. business and endurance and, and going through challenges like this. I know I'm, I, right. I guess I'd pride myself somewhat of an endurance athlete. I like to get on my bike and ride for a long time. I did 50 kilometers yeah. today, and that's just kind of normal and and i i i because to me it's a mental thing it allows me to uh -huh. focus for the rest of the day explain to yeah. myself and everybody else listening how, how you know the mental fortitude that took you through those 48 hours it wasn't physical yeah, it, was, so it was really it was really up here was it not right it was it was all mental yeah i mean yes physically it sucked um but it was the mental of you know nobody's gonna know if i don't go you know like i'll know but you know i really again just at 12 and 4 in the morning two days in a row you know you're kind of just really especially that second day not wanting to do it so it's again like are you gonna step up are you gonna meet this even though it really sucks and like you know as humans we're inherently lazy apparently that was like a harvard stu like study yes. And so having to push against, you know, that like angel or devil on your shoulder saying like, oh, don't worry about it, just go back to bed. Um, but then once you get through those things, when you get up, do whatever is, you know, challenging you, you realize like, oh, I can do more things like that. And then it starts to build, you know, and your mm -hmm. mental space is able to, you know, deal with more and, you know, bounce back quicker, things like that. Um, that's what I've found for like different mindsets. Is the feeling of accomplishment not amazing once you, once once you struggle with the with the two shoulders, and then you beat, yep. you beat the bad one and you go through it, and then you're like, oh my, I just did it, and you feel right. amazing, don't you? Doesn't it just feel like mm -hmm. incredible? Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, what else can I do? Like, yes. what else could I, you know, attempt or try? And and you also have, yeah, a little bit more courage, and also knowing that, like, again, it might not be perfect, it might be hard, it might be scary, but you know, I can, I can try. Um, another example that I had recently, I, I made a goal this year to do a half marathon a month and I'm on track. So why my half marathon in July was going up Mount hood. And yeah. I didn't know that I didn't look at the, the course before I went and I really, really, really hate heights. Um, so I went to turn back like three different times. And had I not gone through the Goggins challenge, I probably wouldn't have been able to complete that. Um, so that's just another like building block of being like, you know, this is really scary. This is un very uncomfortable, but you've done really hard things before. Um, so again, just able to like start building in other places too, and knowing that you can do it. So if you're on the podcast right now, this is Nicole Bernard. And she just said that she's, her goal was to let's repeat that Nicole to run a half marathon a month. Yes. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's, so that's. So, so anybody listening and struggling with what they're going to do next, there's a challenge, right? Somebody who's, so you are, you, you are on your path of doing that right now. Yep. Yes. I have, um, one next weekend that will be number nine. And then I have, yeah, October, November, December races planned out too. So That's fantastic. And then you said you have another 48 in 48 coming up as well. 
Yes, I haven't scheduled that yet. Um, okay. So the one in March is usually where every like all the Goggins followers and yep. he usually gets in on it too. Is the one I did. Um, and then I like to do another one at some point of the year. So at some point, I'll be doing that hopefully soon. If anybody wants to join, let me know. We can all schedule it together. Fantastic. There you go. There you go. Nicole, what, what drove you to David Goggins? Where, what, how did you, how did you end up there? Yeah. Uh, so one of my good, well, that's actually my husband's best friend from high school and college. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of got into running a few years ago and I kind of actually started running. Um, coincidentally, we both actually started running after we lost uh, family members to cancer. So I think mm-hmm. then they were also both Marines. And so we just really kind of connected and running was kind of a way for me to get my, you know, emotions out any yeah. you know again move my body different things like that's how i coped um and he introduced me to david goggins and then i was like oh my goodness this guy's amazing like he does so much and then from that cascaded into like jocko willink like all of these amazing mm-hmm. like pretty disciplined people but mm-hmm. it's so important that whole mental aspect of you know life business all of that mm-hmm. if you were to sit down with david david goggins fireside chat have you no no he responds to my instagram messages sometimes though and i'm like oh my goodness all right so we're gonna tag him in this post and you know keith and gold keith and roland's ambition here is to make tons of content for all from all these shows we're doing so ideally we're gonna tag goggins tons of times and one of these times he's gonna come back to you and ideally he comes joins us on the show and and why don't we do this how about we do this if roland and keith are fortunate enough to get david goggins on the show would you come back and co-host with us Oh my God. Yes. That'd be awesome, I would right? totally do that. Yes. Cool. So then I throw to you, what's the first question you're asking the guy and David, this is going to come to you. So when you do join the show, because we, right. well, he's, he's going to show, well, so why wouldn't he, right? He's puts pants on the same way right. you and I do. So what's going to, what, what's the totally. first question you're asking? I know he doesn't do a lot of appearances though, but I don't know. Like that would be, hey, that would be amazing. You, I don't even know ask. what I'd ask My mom him. always taught me, Nicole, my mom always said, you can always ask Keith. Totally. Yeah. Right? I mean, all I can say is no, like that's not going to. So mm-hmm. what's, what's, what's so fireside chat, uh, Nicole and David, what's the question you're asking him? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess I would ask him like, again, how he consistently, like, I think that's where, like how he consistently is able to show up in the way that he does. Um, because it's just amazing. And I, and I do think it's his mental lab that he says, you know, he mm-hmm. goes inside his mental lab um and i you know he's callous that over the years but i guess that would be like okay that would be like the number one tip of what people could do today to start you know on that path of you know increasing their mindset their efficiency like all that stuff nicole you seem to have figured out how to execute you seem to have figured out how to do it consistently um i sit back with my with my with my partner aj aj zeglin and and my friend and we chat about it and 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 we always say that there's no magic to any of this except consistency and execution. And yet Mm -hmm. so many people struggle to do those simple things, right there. I also read an interesting stat and you know, 99% of people are just our our listeners, not creators. You and I are creating here and Mm -hmm. yet there's such an opportunity to create and monetize that uh, and express oneself. Um, Why is it so hard for many? Do you think to execute consistently, consistently execute? Yeah, I think there's two things. I think, you know, people like 
inherently we're scared of being judged, you know, and so we're kind of scared of putting ourselves out there, whether that's writing or video. Um, I know that's held held me back for a long time. I, I really don't like video. Um, so again, well, I think it was just here. kind of, yeah, no, I'm, I'm learning to get over it for sure. Yeah. But um, that, that's just not in my nature naturally, yeah. you know, but again, I guess, you know, as, for growth for anybody, like we have to get uncomfortable, like, that's just part of it. Um, and that also helps, you know, helps us know same kind of thing that, wow, I can do uncomfortable things and I, I didn't die, you know, and I yes. make amazing, you know, connections out of this. So I think there might be that. And then um, I think we get in our heads a lot as well, like the, you know, analysis paralysis of like, okay, I've gotten over the hurdle of like, okay, I'm going to do a video, but then what am I going to talk about? Or maybe right. that's not what people want, you know, or things like that. And so then we just kind of, and it's like a little cyclical thing. And then it never ends up being executed when, you know, I've used this example tons of times. Like if you ever go back and look at Gary Vaynerchuk's beginning videos of like the yes. wine library, amazing. Like nobody yes. starts out perfect, you know? Yes. And so again, I think the key is just starting, you know? So, and then how would you attribute that to fitness? I, I would say, is it, is it just as simple as going for a walk to start, right? Totally. Yeah. Maybe 10, 15, 40 20 minutes. Maybe the 40 yeah. to 48 can be a walk. You don't even have to do yes. the run out of the whole thing, right? Just the mindset of getting up every four hours and, and, and exactly right. A place yeah. To start. Uh, there, the other people sometimes just do squats, like whatever it is for like that 40 to an hour time of like some sort of physical you know, activity, like it doesn't necessarily have to be running. That just seems to be the most popular one. And I don't think people realize too how connected, you know, like the mental and the physical are, you know, like when you're moving your body or you're exerting energy, like it's such a connection and a tie to the mental. And I don't really know how to explain it, No, <laughs> but you, listen, you know what I, I mean? Like, I do. I do know what you mean. And, and I don't know if you heard yesterday's show, I don't expect that you did, but you know, Oliver brought it up too. And you're going on long, you know, so he climbs Kilimanjaro a number of times and He's like, Keith, when you're out there in the middle of nowhere, you have a lot of time in your own head. Mm -hmm. Like, like when you're running, right? I know my, my, my wife yep. runs and she uses it a way to, you know, just kind of get out there and just kind of express and be emotion. Right. And, and probably like yourself. Right. But it's a way to have that time in your head, isn't it? Just kind of get out there. Right. And mm -hmm. how you use that time in your head is entirely up to you, but it's, it's a great right. place to, to, you know, it's a great place to go. Yeah, definitely. And I think you know, we have so many distractions this day and age that a lot of us don't sometimes take the time to just sit there in our head and you know just kind of like well what's really going on in here you know yes 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 uh, i so, have not listened to oliver's yet though but we did connect on linkedin so i do want awesome. to, to go Great. Listen to cool well then you know what this this whole venture uh roland I gotta call you out man and uh this whole venture is working so far right we're starting these it's interesting nicole i'm gonna call you but you said you just gotta start Right. So I'm a perfectionist guy. Things just have to be perfect for me. And this thing, mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, we just got to go. So we just started doing this. And I'm like, rolling the ambition yeah. is noon central time, Monday to Friday. He's like, what? I go, yeah, live. We're going to do it live. Yep. He goes, really? I'm like, yeah, like that's just, let's set the bar high. And if we fail, we keep trying and we keep getting better every single day. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to own that noon time slot. Not that I expect yeah. everybody watching live, but we're going to grab a time slot. We're going to set an ambition and we're going to go. And, yep. uh, and the ambition is to connect people. So now you and Oliver have connected. Uh, and, and ideally, we can connect a lot of people along the way in the lab here with these philosophies yes. of bringing business together, you know, performance together and mental and physical and, um, mm -hmm. and talk about it and see how they all come together. Right. So yeah, you talk I about, go ahead, go ahead. 
Oh, I think that's great because I, I I didn't really realize how important like the whole mindset aspect was because we're not taught that in college. We're not taught that in like business school or, you know, things like that. And so um, I wish, you know, again, you can't really know what you know, but the earlier we could help people understand this, the better. Yes. Yes. That's what I say to my kids. You know, I, I'm the same as yes. you, uh, you know, I'm the same as you. I just have years of wisdom and experience that I can share with you. Right. So right. if I can share that with you, I don't expect you to always listen to what dad has to say, but if I can share it with people that I know and then they can, then, then they can, and you can hear it from them then yeah, you're getting the message from dad. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that if we can share our wisdom, what you've learned, what I've learned along the way, hopefully some people along the way can take a piece of that too. Right. So totally. um, what is some of that sh share the experience of doing those midnight runs two in the morning, three in the morning, what's the world like most people again, train during the regular hours of the day, what's the world like in the middle of the night when you're all alone doing your thing? Yeah, it's quiet. It's really quiet. <laughs> um, so I didn't want to run out. So all the daytime runs and early yes. morning runs I did outside. Um, but I wanted to, you know, just being a the woman in the middle of the night, uh, I decided to run on the treadmill, which kind of running on a treadmill kind of sucks. Like that's, you know, monotonous in its own way. Yes, so there's a mental, that there's even, mental battle there. Yes, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I got a 24 hour access week pass for a gym here in town and did that. And yeah, um, really knowing that you're going into a treadmill in the middle of the night is really nothing to get excited about. <laughs> so that whole other aspect, but again, it like the world's quiet. It gives you even more, I guess, feel like, you know, just an added digging deeper. Um, you're also kind of slightly groggy because you may yes. have had like two hours of sleep before, like since the last run. Um, so then that puts a whole other whole other aspect to it. Um, and then you're trying to like run at a level to where your heart rate doesn't go crazy because you know you want to go to sleep when you get home. Um, so yeah, just all of those kind of different things you're juggling in the middle of the night. Were you working during the day? Um, I've done it on the weekends. Okay. So I, it started Friday mornings um, and I would end, yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, that, but yeah. my kids had like soccer games. So you're still trying to, you know, plan around, you know, life activities and stuff like that. So. Right. So uh, that, that that's interesting. So how do you, uh, now let's talk about work. Let's go into work. Let's talk business. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in your experience, you worked with Microsoft, Remax, I believe it is, right? So, mm -hmm. um, Talk about business, the athletic side, weaving it together and how you've become, you know, a better business person because of your recognition of the mental side and the physical side. Yeah. So I think it goes back a little bit further. So I've played soccer my entire life. I played division one soccer and just okay. also the discipline of, you know, having to be an athlete. Um, similar things, having to get up at five in the morning and be in the wait up weight room. You're also accountable to your teammates. I think those life skills really yes. helped me in business. You know, you have to be, yes. you know, pretty disciplined um, to be able to execute um, running a business. Um, and also you're accountable to your, your team members, your clients, um, different things like that. So, but then, you know, that was 20 years ago. So doing this 48 hour challenge last year was kind of like a reminder and almost like a like a reset um which was great so again just kind of reinforcing like that mental aspect of discipline you know you know you can get through really hard times whether that's you know running at four in the morning or you know business dips or things like that so um just think all of those aspects of you know being an athlete are are just so 
such an advent, like an advantage for business owners. Would you consider yourself competitive? Uh, <laughs> pretty, yes. Okay, I'll read between the lines and everything you've just <laughs> verbally shown me. So, yes, uh, <laughs> I'm a little competitive. <laughs> yeah, so then I can only think then um, that uh, I would say you're probably mentally competitive too, right? It's like a mental, it's right. So it's, so you're, you know, you take that to business, don't you? Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm going to think that that probably has increased only because of your exploration now and this physical mental things you can accomplish like all right i can do that and i'm gonna really gonna go after this yes exactly and yeah i got really uncomfortable doing this how can i you know get uncomfortable in my business to grow you know and hit the next goals things like that you've mentioned being uncomfortable i love that because i think that that's the only way we move forward right is being vulnerable you mentioned you know yep. your 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 hesitation towards video uh, i can relate to many of these things where you sit here and you're mm -hmm. going okay i should do something and you in, but then I've learned is that the more vulnerable you become, once you look in your own mirror and you can recognize your vulnerability, the easier then you can express yourself to everybody else. And you know what? At the end of the day, what the hell does anybody really care? And I, and right, I, and I yeah. right. And I don't mean that in a, I don't mean that in a derogatory or in a negative way. I just mean that mm -hmm. you're human. I'm human. We all have our failures. We all have our stories. And if we can yep. at least recognize that, I think we can have some really good dialogue. Mm hmm. Definitely. And I think it, kind of what you were saying, you know, I think we think about how people will perceive us, but they actually aren't putting as much thought into us as we are, you know, like they're not really thinking that. Yeah. So if we can remember that. Like, yeah. Well, and I think there's, there's something. It's also the fact that we're not kids anymore. Right. Like, so I, right. are some of these emotions linked to those days of being youthful going, oh, my God, my kids are going to, you know, I'm going to be teased by my friends. Really? Mm -hmm. Like I'm actually an old right. dude here who's sitting behind a microphone in some basement in Canada um, and, uh, you know, having a great conversation and, uh, you know, trying to keep people entertained right in this attention economy. Right. right? So, right. We're mm -hmm. trying. Right. Everybody's trying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, totally. Talk about. I think people actually like seeing others, even if they can tell they're slightly uncomfortable, like if somebody's on a live video and they're kind of flubbing their words, we're such like intrigued like creatures that we 100%. like seeing someone do that. Yes. And then it's, it's like a supportive way. Like, I, I think we like seeing other people succeed. Look, real, we look no further than reality TV. I think yeah. right? we look no further than shows like uh, Big Brother, uh, Love Island, uh, any other shows where it's, it's, there's a there's a voyeuristic aspect. Eh? We just want to watch people. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, really, right? We just want to watch humans either succeed or fail, but we really just would love right. to do that, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, let's pivot a little bit to Bubbles and Biz. What inspired you to start Bubbles and Biz? Yeah, so um, being an entrepreneur a few years yeah. ago, uh, I was a solo entrepreneur at that point, um, it was pretty lonely, you know, and I kind of wanted a community that I could connect with other business owners that were kind of going through the same thing. Um, and I really love champagne. So I just shoved them together. Um, it's same kind of thing, though, I, I almost canceled my first five interviews, even though they were not even on video, because I was so nervous, like that is how much like wow. how uncomfortable that made me like the champagne helped a little bit, but like, yes. um, but now, you know, like, 
<laughs> now I, I look hey, Roland, into them. I have the champagne helped a little bit. So any entrepreneur <laughs> yeah. out there, the champagne always helps, according to always Nicole helps. Bernard. You're going to see that in mm -hmm. captions on Instagram all over the place. <laughs> I joke, but um, that's awesome because it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Are, oh, it listen, does. Yeah. Are you, are you comfortable here? Are we having a good time here? I am very comfortable. Yeah, you were awesome. a fantastic host. And, oh, thank yeah, you. This I appreciate is great. that. That's yeah. awesome. That's very, that's very kind of you. Yeah. So, bubbles and biz. Let's keep talking. Listen, guys, we got it. We got it. We got to prompt bubbles and biz. So if you're listening to this, subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, I did. Um, I will admit I haven't read much of it yet, but I subscribed to it. And I'm yeah. encouraging everybody else to subscribe to it as well, because there's probably thank some pretty you. cool stuff in there. So Nicole, let's talk about bubbles and biz. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for encouraging everybody. Yeah. That comes out on Mondays. It's kind of like a, you know, what's new in the marketing world, kind of like the skim, but marketing. So oh, yeah. that's like yeah. just nice to keep up on trends and things that are working, algorithm changes, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so again, the Bubbles and Biz, um, it has been amazing. I have met and interviewed people from around the world. I have still have friends that have been on the show. I've had other like past guests come back on. Um, it's really been an amazing community and like an amazing experience. And the same thing, we're, we're trying to share what we've done, what has worked, like how we got out of our comfort zones. Um, so it is a, a bunch of, you know, kind of business, you know, nuggets and tips and, and things like that from other business owners. Have you monetized Bubbles and Biz? You know, I have not. It has been on my to-do list for like years, but I just never have. Yeah. Is it, uh, can we go down this path? Is it something where that does it make you uncomfortable? Like going, how do I monetize this? Or is, or is it because it's become such a community of like-minded individuals that how do I now ask them for money? Is it, let's talk because I, and I asked, I asked that because, you know, I think a lot of newsletter creators, struggle with just that how do i monetize this thing i like creating something i know i'm creating value for people but how do i ask somebody for three dollars a month or five dollars a month or seven dollars a month or how do i right because your time is worth something so what what's cause what's causing the hesitation nicole yeah that's a great question i have looked into it a few times um i yeah. think yeah that is my my issue um how like do i do like sponsored ads do i just get a one sponsor do i charge a monthly fee like i've never gone down that road to figure out what would probably like be the best option for bubbles and biz um so that that right there is the hold up <laughs> I, I wonder so i wonder as we move into a world where um content is continuing to be created by AI and we question what's real, we question what's not real. And, yep. uh, you know, they predict in two years, 95% of content is created by AI. And I say all of that because I believe what happens along the way is we instill a lot more trust in the human beings, right? Mm -hmm. So all of yeah. your followers that listen to Nicole, um, there's value now in what you have to say, whether that is, you know, five bucks a month or $3 a month. And I think it's going right. to allow a lot of creators like yourself, perhaps myself and others to, you know, independently make a pretty good income doing this. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. I mean, because robots aren't going to, you know, experience what we experience in real life, you know? Correct. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about, um, uh, Professional growth, personal insights. And I have some questions here and I'm just kind of glancing over to, so I gotta be honest, you know what we've done, right? So when we built the lab, it was always, how can we do things leading with AI first? So, yeah. you know, so not that we don't want humans, but listen, the tools exist. What can we do to expedite workflows and everything? So we 
you know, grabbed the LinkedIn content and grabbed the entrepreneur content and sat down with GPT-4 and said, hey, let's put some questions together for Nicole and we'll kind of yeah. we'll ask you some questions. So we've been really effective with that. So one of the questions was, how do you handle the stress and overwhelm that comes with the fat pace, the fast ways, the fast paced world of digital marketing? <laughs> Let's, re let's restart yeah. that. How, how do you handle all that? Because you're, you're, you're active physically, mentally, um, in, in all you do. And plus the digital marketing world is not slow. So how do you, how do you manage that stress? Yeah. Um, and I do have to say, I jumped in the lab the other day. It was pretty cool. Like I've never seen anything like that. So it was pretty neat to just oh, like, start you. here. And do these. Yeah. So I'm going to have to like dig into it a little bit more, um, but it's really, really cool. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of turned into this incubator where we've, I, when I, when I started this, it was this, um, I wanted to create things and build things and offer value yeah. to people. And it was, you know, along this premise of bringing business performance together, athletic performance together and, and providing value to CEOs, CTOs, you know, C-suite executives on how they can either drive their business better or drive themselves as human beings better. Right. So mm -hmm. if you had a big, hairy, audacious goal, and you're like, hey, I want to go climb a mountain or I want to go change my life next year. Um, well, then right. come talk to us in the lab. We'll help you do that. Right. So yeah. um, but but how do you handle the stress of, of the fast paced world of digital marketing? What do you do? What's your stress relievers? Wine? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And champagne. No, champagne gets and you champagne. going. Wine shows you out, right? <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Um, so but what has been really fun about also doing the, the bubbles in biz newsletter, not that I wasn't yeah. on top of trends before, but it's really helped me kind of focus and laser in on keeping up with these things. So if I feel like I actually know what's coming ahead as, as yes. opposed to like digital marketing running over me, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, yes. like you said, up there are a million different channels. There's a million different ways to do digital marketing. There's always something changing. Um, but I also work with my clients and people that I coach to understand like the foundational parts of that and what would work best for their business. So you don't have to like necessarily worry about the million channels of marketing. If you know where your people are, what they want, what they're struggling with, you can, you know, laser in on those and then we'll teach you the best practices and stay up on the trends and stuff like that. So you don't have to like feel overwhelmed. Um, but yeah, so the, I run every day, um, the races, um, again, being outside, moving my body, I listen to different audiobooks. Um, so it's funny to where I have like the David Goggins, Jocko Willink, very structured discipline. I also have kind of gotten into like, um, Napoleon Hill, Bob Proctor, all of the almost like spiritual aspect. And I yes. find that those two are different, but they are so parallel in the different ways that I am able to digest that and use it in my life. Um, so that's, that's, that helps a lot getting outside, listening to that. And then, you know, having a pretty decent schedule, I could be a little more consistent with that, but. <laughs> you bring that up then schedule. Cause my next question I was going to mm -hmm. ask you was one of the ways that I manage stress is stress is that I just, I live a pretty boring life. It's pretty consistent. Like every yeah. single day, it's very much the same as the day before, same. but, mm -hmm. but it enables success for me. Would you, yeah. would you, is it, is it the same for you? What, what, what is your schedule like, mm -hmm. Nicole? Yeah. So, uh, get up before my kids get up, knock out a little bit of work, which I like, um, cause I just, you know, the house is quiet. My yeah. head's actually pretty clear in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, then yeah, school, stuff like that, which yeah, this summer I did not have much of a schedule. I will be honest. We did a lot of traveling and it was great. Like we embraced all of that. You know, my kids turned 13 and 10 this year, Wonderful. kind of big milestones. So yeah. yeah. So like, again, that kind of like that ebb and flow, the balance, if you will, like knowing that 
that was going to happen was great. So it took stress off, not feeling like I had to be on all the time. But now that school's back in, um, so yeah, then drop them off, go for my run. You know, so listen to the new books that I'm listening to, the and then it's a good. The bit kids of- in the car get to hear your audiobooks. No, but I need to start. Like, if David didn't curse so much, I would totally put. <laughs> like, you're gonna have to redo that book, but like kid friendly. Well, you know what, actually, so we're going to dial David back in. So, David, as you're watching this podcast, because Roland, we're going to tag him again. And here's a cut for David. David, if you can make kid friendly content, we could monetize it to a brand new audience, right? So we either bleep it out or we just edit out or you just don't say those bad words. And then we can bring your audience down lower than probably the what, 30, 28 to 50 year old consumer, probably. Probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. So maybe we can open his audience up to probably maybe maybe 10 to 28 if he can cut out all the cursing. So there you go, David, just cut the cursing back and we can sell more books for you or sell more audio stuff for you, right? Yeah. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had uh, one of my girlfriends forever, her son is a junior in high school and she had seen that, you know, I shared a bunch of like when I was reading, uh, especially um, Never Finished, like I loved Can't Hurt Me, but Never Finished, I thought was just amazing. And so she got that book and she was like, I love it. It's a little much, but I'm gonna give it to my son because he's competitive, football player and it's just changed his outlook on things too you know so he's even younger um but yeah so there you go there so so the same day every single day right so you get your you get your run in and then you get your work done yep and then exactly. the evening is then family uh, yeah and then family right yeah yeah so i'm a yep. i'm a morning guy i have to i'm a um uh, got to take care of my own mirror i use the term mirror i got to take care of my own mirror first so i got to get my yep. coffee out of the way i got to get my my physical, my mental state, my physical state done before I can give myself to anybody else, whether it's my kids, yep, yep. my my wife, my colleagues. Um, that's just how it has to work for me. So I get up early in the morning, get myself going and uh, get my my cardio in. I get my lift in. I get my. Uh, so I, I I train seven days a week and I, I say that, but not in a training because I because to me, training is also recovery. Let's talk about recovery, right? Um, because mm-hmm. many people think about training as I got to go lift or I got to do something crazy every single day. Let's talk recovery. How do you manage recovery as part of your seven days? Yeah, so there was a, quite a while uh, that I was doing like the, what do they call it, streaking. So I was running seven days a week yeah. for just, yes. I don't even remember how long I did that. Um, and now I don't particularly have like a recovery day. Yes. Um, so it's typically usually Sundays if it's going to happen. Um, and so again, I just, I kind of listen to my body. Like if I need to take a Sunday off, then I do. Um, Cause it's also kind of hard trying to cram it in before church. But um, yes. so that, yeah, I just kind of listen. Sometimes when I'm out running and I, I do feel tired or something, I'll walk some of it and not feel bad because I know that tomorrow's a new day and I'll be, you know, crushing it and there's a race coming up, things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't have like a set recovery day. I just kind of listen and gauge. Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. So I, I'm the same way. I listen to body, but for me, recovery is as much uh, uh, whether it's going for a walk for 30 minutes or doing a stretch, but right. it's, it's doing at least something physically and or mentally uh, to just to yeah. take care of my own person, right? Because totally um, to me, recovery is not just laying on the couch all day, all day either, right? Right. Right. So, which I think time- growing up, that was like what I had in mind. You know, like <laughs> oh, I just get to do nothing and like eat is what I want. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way, right? Yeah. yeah. Talk about, you said eating, talk about nutrition. So how has nutrition affected you as you've, as you've aged and as you've had family and as you've, you know, become, you know, in your physical activities, talk about nutrition, talk about the importance of that and how, how you, how you've learned yeah. to fuel you for 48 hours and those events that you do. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I, I've started in the last year doing like the intermittent fasting. So I don't eat until like 10 in the morning. And I've liked that. I know everybody's so different um, and whatever. I honestly think whatever works for your body and, and your lifestyle, like that is fantastic because we're also different. Um, but I have liked that. And so I actually like running before I eat because I get pretty just tired after I eat, like now that I'm in that schedule. Um, so yeah, nutrition's played a, a really big part. Um, I eat just pretty like a wide variety of stuff. I, one thing about me is I hate fruit though. I do not like fruit. <laughs> like everybody thinks it's so weird. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I can incorporate more fruit is into my diet, but I love thing? Is it a, you mean like no fruit at all? Like you're a zero fruit human being? Like zero. I'll eat some blueberries in the summer oh. sometimes. And yeah. that's probably about the only one. I love avocados, which are okay. technically a fruit. Yes. Like I'm definitely more of a savory person. Okay. Yeah. So I, I guess that's why. Yeah, see a lot of vegetables. Like I love vegetables, uh, a lot of meat. Um, you know, just kind of yeah. That's pretty much our our diet is meat and vegetables a lot. So Oliver intermittent fasted. You intermittent fast. I intermittent fast. I is it by design for you or is it planned for you? I'm sorry. Is it designed for you or is it was did it happen by accident where it just you just don't eat or is it like no you mentally no I'm not eating right now and then when I do I'm refueling properly. Yeah, so uh, it it did kind of just happen by accident. I was just I kind of noticed like if I would eat before I would run, um, and you know different aspects to that. And then I just did a lot more research on it too. Um, and so then now it's yeah, it is just habit. I mean, my body doesn't even get hungry until the second I walk in the door from running. Um, so yeah, it's just and I, I really liked the way it's it's made me like made me feel ever since I've started doing it like consistently. So yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Nicole, in your article, you talked about gratitude. Um, and you know, you've mentioned a couple of times here, even today, um, gratitude is important to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it's easy to, to look at things negatively. And so I've tried really hard, uh, of realizing just, you know, what I, I am capable of doing that I'm, what I'm able to do. Um, you know, I, I have lost both of my parents to cancer. They were like a little over a year from each other. Um, and I think that, that that's actually really what kickstarted my whole mindset, nutrition, all of that journey. Um, so again, to just being able to, to be grateful that I'm alive, you know, and to make the most of it because life really is short. So, yeah, so it, it's so it, it was that it was those moments in your life, which were mm -hmm. clearly wake up calls for you. Mm -hmm. Today is the seventh anniversary of my dad passing away. Oh my goodness, um, I'm sorry. And so, yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, just again, being able to realize and even be thankful for like the great time that I did have with him, you know, just trying to figure out what any positive is and try to focus more on that, you know, your vulnerability is contagious. I, um, I, uh, so my, so I'm, I'm going through a period in my life now where my parents are getting older. My dad is going to hit 80 this year. My mom is 76. Oh. They're active as, as I'm fortunate because you know, you, you, you have lost yours, but I'm also recognizing that, you know, you know, if mom and dad are listening to this, this is no, this is no not mm -hmm. truth, but, um, the days ahead of them are less than the days behind. Right. So, um, and you start to see just things, you just start to see age. Right. And you kind of, yep. I don't know about, but one to them as it is my own age like oh my god i'm actually that much older right so you're it's, right? just, it's that whole the whole thing kind of messes with your head right and it's mm -hmm. messed with my head here in the last week because my mom has been a little bit sick and and uh, mm -hmm. she's fine like she's fine but 
she's also 76, right? Love my mom, mom, I love you, right? But you know, there's just, there's a reality happening there, right? right. So, yeah. you know, we can choose not to talk about it or we can talk about it. So we're gonna talk mm -hmm. about it, right? So, totally. um, uh, you know, I haven't lost my parents, you have, and I'm, I, and it's interesting how that was a turn, it was a turning point for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. A big one, um, yeah. Um, I, I, again, I, like I said, I kind of started running after that. Like I was always yes. kind of, I've always been an active person, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. that was my way of coping with my grief. Um, and so that's, you know, since become, it's just part of my life and the journey of even starting that. And I, I hadn't really even lost anyone before that, that I knew very well. Um, and it happened very quickly. And so that just was such a, a hard time now looking back. But also, you know, hard times usually, you know, create a lot of growth. And that's what, you know, I was able to get out of it and to be able to continue to grow and to share with my family, with my community, you know, just yeah. different things that I've learned um, along the way. You're live in the lab with uh, myself, Keith Billis, and awesome guest, Nicole Bernard, being vulnerable, talking about uh, life, frankly, talking about some great things here in the lab, great conversation. I went through a series of, uh, I went through significant growth as I went through divorce seven years ago. I uh, went climb some mountains. And as I said to Oliver yesterday, those mountains were, were metaphors for me of like moving, like a physical representation of moving my feet forward and then right. seeing what I accomplished behind me. Because on the other side of that mountain, Nicole, where I started, um, it's physically, it's back there. And you can see it, like, mm -hmm. and you can see the, the point in the sky. I've climbed to the top of that, right. climbed to the bottom, right? So I can appreciate, you know, through those difficult moments, perhaps of losing your parents, what then changed for you to progress forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, on days that you didn't really know what to do or how you were feeling or you felt numb, you know, you could always just go, like you said, and have a one step forward, you know, as you're, you don't even really know where you're going or what the outcome is gonna be, but as long as you're still moving forward, you know, that's progress. Isn't it though, right? It's so hard though to move forward. As I said yesterday, you know, I wear this, busted a wristband my my wife today says get rid of that damn thing because it just scrapes <laughs> me all the time and i'm like yeah but it pole pole and it's just this idea of moving your feet slowly to it just moves me forward every single day it's so simple nicole mm -hmm. but so meaningful for me you know right totally. what you can accomplish just by moving those feet forward you know you get you, as an entrepreneur you're laying in bed there or whatever time you get up and you're like all right I got to tackle the day. I got this problem. I got to deal with. I got my kids, and I got to do this. And you're like, all right, how do I do it? You got to get out of bed, don't you? Right. Yep. That's the first start. Yeah, and I think that's too. Like as humans, as entrepreneurs, we always want to know like exactly where we're going. You know, like okay, I, you know, this is the goal that I want, and that's great. We can have goals and we can have plans. Yes. But we don't really know how to get there. Like you know, that yes. path I feel like does not unveil itself until you actually start going, which is like the scariest part to do, right? Yeah. Like because you're not really sure. Um, but, but you can't, you will never know unless you just kind of start and then consistency, like you're staying on, even if it's a little progress, like just still, what can you do to inch forward? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you love about being an entrepreneur? And, and what does that word mean to you? Entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, yeah, I love helping my people. Uh, I love helping my clients, whether it's doing their marketing for them so they don't have to do it and they're, you know, growing their business and doing what they love, or I love teaching them how to do it. Um, I love the freedom of being able to have my own schedule. I can work at four in the morning if I want. 
um, or I could, you know, work at, till midnight. Um, just to me, it's yeah, kind of just freedom, and I, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, again, going back to my dad, he worked his entire life in banking, um, and again, it happened so quick that he didn't even quit his job. Uh, he was just taking a few sick days, and he always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I, when that happened, I was like. I don't ever want that. Like he was not happy. He commuted into Portland. Like, and I think that was also that generation of kind of like, okay, you get a job and you work. Like that was how it was. And I just didn't want that. Like I wanted to be able to spend time with my family. I wanted to take off if I wanted, you know, um, did three late three days up at a lake this summer for my daughter's 13th birthday. You know, I want to be able to help more people. Um, so yeah, that's what it means to me. Your dad said he always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, he even tried a few times, but it never, never quite took off. Um, so. There's a lot of people listening right now and watching that want to be entrepreneurs, but are reluctant to take the step. You did. Mm-hmm. You did, right? And it was because of dad, right? So good for you. That's, uh, I don't want to say because of dad, but he's certainly, clearly, he was certainly one of those, he was certainly an inspiration for you to, to make that step. For sure. Um, so even before that i don't know if you saw my husband and i had a, a small business for seven yes. years yes um and yes, we I, ended I, up getting you've been you've been yeah. in the family business for 14 years you're running small business uh a microbrewery family farm boutique winery um you've mm-hmm. done you've done a number of things let's talk about that right yeah yeah, yeah. so business, yeah, business so, is not new to you right yeah <laughs> um and so, yeah, we ended up literally like causing too much traffic that our neighbors complained. We went through a whole like cease and desist, public hearing, all of that. So from there, I went to go work at a marketing agency. And to me at that point, like, you know, having that ripped out from under us after all the hard work we had done, um, having a stable job was the easy thing, yeah. you know, and that felt comfortable for a few years. Yes. And I learned, you know, a lot of different things from them. They were amazing. But then, you know, when when my dad passed away, it kind of like, you know, it's like, all right, stop, you know, being scared of what happened yes. last time, jump back in, you know, it's a roller coaster for sure. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, I, I think, you know, entrepreneurship is, it is hard for sure. Um, but a lot of things that are worth doing are hard, right? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Your resilience is incredible. You've, you've, you know, clearly, um, your, your family, yourself have, have, had failure in, in life or, 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 or yeah. situations that haven't worked out. I know it's a strong word, but I'm going to use it. Yeah. Um, haven't worked out. So you've had to battle through it. So resilience is something mm-hmm. that clearly is, it's, it's what it's just part of you, isn't it? Yeah. I think at this point, yeah, it's kind of, um, but you know, I think we're all more resilient than yeah. we realize, Our you know, um, anything, don't we? Oh, they are, they are incredible. Yeah. 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 You must be, uh, I guarantee you make your kids proud when they see how hard their mom's working, right? That's no, pretty cool, right? No, but it is. That's pretty cool, though, right? You think about that, right? Because yeah. I, my my mom, um, you know, when I when I talk about the business athlete lifestyle, it's not about again having the six pack or having the big biceps or whatever it is. It's 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 being like my mom. You know what she did last year with us? She took she was with my with my with my kids and all of us. She was tobogganing down the mountains in in Alberta, Aww, right? So there's my mom, seventy five years old, falling into this this toboggan and squealing down the mountain like a 12 year old schoolgirl with such glee and joy. And Nicole, I just, you're like, Oh, that's just, that's what it's about there. That's what being a business right. athlete's about, right. Is living to be mm-hmm. that, to do that. Right. So I bring it back to your kids, your kids seeing you 
live your life and probably clearly like your husband as well, they're, they're, they're set up for clearly some great success too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think they watch kids in general, watch us yes. more than we realize, yes. you know? And so, yeah, going through the, the things that we have gone through has, yeah, by default, maybe even taught them resiliency, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nicole, as we wrap up here, we're coming up to uh, 10 minutes on the hour. Last few, uh, last few <laughs> minutes of, uh, of our conversation. This has been awesome. Nicole Bernard. Yeah. Um, and any, any, any comments you want to offer up to the audience or anything you want to throw on the table that maybe we haven't discussed or you'd like to discuss because the floor is yours. Um, no, I guess just my, my one thing that comes to mind would be to, you know, just maybe even sit down today, this week, sometime soon for a glass of coffee or, or wine, um, you know, and just think of how you could get started, you know, um, whether it's something super small, as like we mentioned, even walking outside for 10 minutes, or if you do want to start a business, maybe start researching what you would want to start and how to maybe steps towards that. Um, but again, like we mentioned, we're never really knowing exactly, we can have great plans, but we never really understand where exactly we're going. So just know that, you know, you can do it, you're super tough. Um, whatever which way you're thinking of challenging yourself or starting something new um you're yeah so much stronger and then just to maybe take those little steps to get started that's awesome nicole you mentioned something here just a moment ago i want to i want to bring up before we do, before we do wrap is you know again i i refer to my conversation with oliver yesterday but we talked about so oliver doesn't consume alcohol i i, I don't you like to have wine and champagne and nobody mm -hmm. has judgment because we all have our preferences but i ask this because right. Physical fitness is important to you. And a lot of people listening go, well, if I'm going to go work out or if I'm going to be all physically fit, I can't drink. Well, no, but you can though. Mm -hmm. Like there's, it's again, mm -hmm. there's a way you can have you, not well, just a way, uh, as Oliver said, if you want the greatest, simplest life hack, then cut it out. But there's also a way yeah. to make it part of your life and enjoy it part of your life. How do you, how do you make sure that you're enjoying your wine, enjoying your champagne, but also taking care of yourself physically? How do you find the balance, Nicole? Yeah. Well, I think that's like with anything like moderation, right? Yes. Like, yes. you know, um, definitely what, you know, enjoying a glass of wine is what I like to do, you know, and I try not to do it much during the week, you know, so I have a few boundaries around it. Cause I yeah. do know, like, I can't run when I feel like, <laughs> you know, um, you and good, I look, do you? Because you say, don't feel great. Right. Yeah. Oh, if you, yeah. if it's too much. And I've noticed too, as I got, as I've gotten older, yes. like I, Feel more you tired, feel more yet, effects. Kid. You ain't seen nothing right. yet. No. <laughs> I don't know. Everything started to go down after 40. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I had a friend of mine say to me, he says, Keith, once you hit 50, things are going to change. And I hit 50 last year. And I'm like, oh, man, actually, things are coming a little sore every now and then. And I'm like, yeah, things are a little mm -hmm. different than they were 10 years ago. So trust me, things are going to keep changing. Okay. So they're coming. I got more to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, you do. You absolutely do. You absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get anything. Like if I eat a bunch of junk food, I don't feel good about myself or I feel, you know, I can feel it in my body. So it's same thing just for, for me, moderation um, and what that looks like for people are different, you know? Of course. Of course. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, Nicole, this has been a lot of fun. It has I've been a blast. I've I can't thoroughly... believe it's been an hour already. <laughs> it has been. Yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. So you, you can find Nicole Bernard on Nicole. Don't call her Brown. Nicole Bernard. Yeah. That's you know, kind of my eh, eh, at the beginning there. So I uh, have butchered so many last names on bubbles and biz. So don't feel yeah. bad. <laughs> well, so thank you for giving me permission to do this next. So I'm going to, you got to give me a second because I'm going to tease uh, my, my show tomorrow, because I have, and I don't want to mess up this young, this, this gentleman's name, but I'm tomorrow Sardor, Sardor Akhmadov, entrepreneur, 
Um, he's doing some really cool things in the app development game. So Sardor Akhmadov, okay. Sardor, I hope I didn't butcher your name up. So if you're hearing the show today or tomorrow, yeah, I didn't butcher it, but uh, Nicole Bernard today, Sardor tomorrow, live in the lab. Um, this has been a lot of fun. It's been almost an hour, like I said. I, I, I reckon, as my friends in London like to say, I reckon, I reckon we're going to have to do this again. Yes. Yeah. When, when David comes on, right? Like, Absolutely. When David comes on, again. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And if we're looking for a guest host here in the lab, uh, if I'm out climbing a mountain or something, uh, Roland, I talked with, so I got to be honest, when Roland and I are prepping for the show, I'm like, dude, she's like a hardcore business athlete, man. Like, look at her, what she's done business-wise and athletic-wise. I'm like, if we can't be here, maybe she's going to be a guest host for us. He's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So, oh, hey. If we, that would be there yeah. you go, right? We could do guest host with Nicole Bernard here live in the lab, and then she can interview David Goggins. David, roll, roll into one more clip here for us. But yes, you know, you can do a one-on-one while, while, while I'm out climbing a mountain. But um, yes. so this is our ambition. We're gonna do this. Uh, we're gonna do this daily live in the lab, and you're welcome here anytime. You obviously are. I I want to I want to create fireside chat, create fireside dialogue. I think there's a I think there's a space in the marketplace for conversation that brings and weaves in the concepts of high performance business performance athletics obviously we have ai we didn't talk about ai how is ai impacting you you know i i don't use it as much as i should i just used it the other day for only probably like the third or fourth time to come up with just a bunch of prompts for content day. i know <laughs> i know um and i do i do know it's you know making some changes seo wise i've been keeping my eye mm -hmm. on that um so yeah i i need to dive in a little bit more so we will we should have another conversation about that so you can give me all of I the can help so i use it in everything that we do we uh i try to weave it into pretty much all every part of my workflow so i either going into yeah. a meeting or after a meeting and then summarizing i just i really try to because i i just it, beginning of the year i started using it and i said to myself why would i not just use this all the time so it's right. become a really well, it does part. save so much time right like can it save yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's tons of time. It's funny I need to, to say that because sure. anybody who says to me, and here's the business athlete part of this whole thing. And this is when I'm like, when AI started kind of emerging and we're kind of bringing these business athletic concepts together, nobody can ever say to me. And now you, well, Nicole, I don't really have 30 minutes a day to take care of myself or an hour of a day to take care of myself because by using GPT four or Claude or any of the platforms, Bard, mm -hmm. you, I can guarantee you can find 30 minutes a day by spitting some content out using AI or using some tools. Yes. So those 30 totally. minutes I you think... can put back into yourself. Right. Yes. It's like, magic, yeah, as much actually. as I don't know about it, I know that is true. <laughs> it's actually magic. So if somebody says, well, I don't have enough time in the day. Well, you know what? If you use AI, I guarantee you, Roland, here's a quote. If you use AI, I guarantee you'll save 30 to 45, 60 minutes a day. Boom. Awesome. And that adds up a lot you know, over a week, a month, year, like, think about that, right? Think about 60 minutes mm -hmm. a day, and what you can put back into yourself, right? So yep. it's fantastic. That. All right. So because I'm a tunes guy, uh, I'm going to play us out with a little bit of this. Yeah. Some pet shop boys again. Are you a pet shop boys person? Or am I really dating myself at this point? No, I don't know them that well. Sorry. No, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. So okay. a little bit old school, like UK pop and stuff, but, uh, yeah. Hey, it's Keith Billis like here it. along with Nicole Bernard and the Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> Nicole, I have a budget for this show. I'm, I'm licensing these tracks. So like, I'm like, all right, I, I want some real tunes on the show. So I went on kind of a provider that I can license commercial music and we can entertain the audience because we are, as you know, in an in an attention economy. Right. Oh, for sure. Yes. Right? So we need, so, so it's not mm -hmm. just about, you know, educating, it's about entertaining too. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So if we can entertain, we can keep the audience, we can keep them listening. They're going, who's this Nicole person? All right, she's an expert in this, Bubbles and Biz, and she's a digital marketing expert, and they come talk to you. Oh, this Keith guy, right? So we entertain, we inform, we keep them engaged, and we'll keep them engaged with the Pet Shop Boys. Awesome. So I love it. We're going to say goodbye today, live in the lab, Keith Billis, Nicole Bernard, uh, tomorrow, Sardor Akhmadov, live in the lab, noon central time, Monday to Friday. You can find us on LinkedIn. YouTube, X, Apple.ai. And uh, one last plug for Nicole. If you're looking to learn about bubbles and biz, go subscribe to her newsletter and go find her on LinkedIn. Nicole, last word to you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Uh, some of the things I love talking about the most are, you know, how we can push ourselves and business and, and all of that. So this has just been so much fun. Awesome. You stick around when we say goodbye and we're going to play with the Pet Shop Boys. Awesome.